welcome to the Marketing Heart podcast, the heart of small business marketing, specialising in easy and affordable marketing resources to build your brand, engage your customers and grow your business without the jargon and the price tag. Hi guys, uh, welcome to the second edition of the Marketing Heart podcast. Um, tonight we've got small business owner Johnny Stokes of JWS Fitness and Wellbeing. Hi Johnny. Hi, uh, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you this evening? Very good, very good. Fab. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, We were just discussing before we uh, came on air that this is our sort of first interview with uh, somebody. So thanks so much for being our podcast guinea pig this evening. No worries. Um, Yeah, so Johnny is founder and owner of JWS Fitness and Wellbeing. Um, offering personal training, corporate boot camps and wellness programs, um, cardiac and cancer rehabilitation, and um, exercise referrals and body conditioning. So I first met Johnny um, when I joined one of his boot camps at Milton Park. Um, just had my son and was got back into the office after maternity leave. It was one of the first emails that popped up, sign on to boot camp limited number of um, availability so I signed on it straight away and oh my gosh (laughs) these classes (laughs) are insane absolutely (laughs) insane but um, they definitely leave you wanting to come back for more and I think really um, Johnny's enthusiasm really sort of sets him apart from any other fitness trainers I've worked with in the past anyway so um, Johnny if you could just tell us a bit about why you started JWS Fitness how you yep. grew it from being a PT into moving into the corporate arena and also into all the other arms that you've got of the, your business. Yeah, sure. Guys, thank you so much for um, letting me join you on your first podcast. I feel honoured. Um, <laughs> so, guys, I'm Johnny Stokes, founder of JWS Fitness and Wellbeing. <laughs> Been self-employed for about five years now. Always come back from a very sporty, active background from a very young age, playing competitive football, Played a number of different sports at school. I was the one in PE that loved PE, (laughs) that didn't escape PE. Um, And literally just loved sport, loved my football. Um, Never really knew what I wanted to do when I was leaving school. I always found there was a big pressure of, one, doing GCSEs, two, doing A-levels, and getting to uni through A-levels. I wouldn't call myself the most theory-orientated individual. I'd say I'm more practically-minded. Um, so hence why I love, love the gym and, and love doing the PE lessons as well. Um, so I was sort of like not pushed, but I went to sixth form maybe because my mates, all my mates went and no one, none of my mates went to college. So I did, um, I did my A-levels. I then went, uh, left school, uh, could have gone, could have gone to university, but decided not to. I wanted to get into the uh, open world and start earning money. And I knew I my passion for fitness was massive. So I'll never forget this. I sat there one night with my dad on the laptop and I was probably about, uh, when did we leave school? 16, 17 years old. And I was like, dad, no idea what to do. He was like, let's get on Google. And we were searching away. Um, and found a fitness instructor apprenticeship in Reading and it was government funded. Uh, I did a, like a six-week course. It was theory, practical. It was very full-on, nine till five at a local leisure centre in Lower Early in, in Reading. Um, then if you were good enough through uh, the, the six-week period, they then sent you on an apprenticeship for six months at a gym. 
Um, so I actually got a place in a gym in Wokenham where I learned literally a lot of what I've learned and put into practice now from some very good instructors. Um, I've probably worked at four different gyms to gain experience before I hit the uh, open world of self-employment. Um, learned and picked different trainers' brains. Uh, definitely went on social media and picked out different exercises that I could uh, take to Milton Park Boot Camp. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, literally learned the trade and learned experiences from other individuals and listening to people and asking questions and badgering instructors all the time that have been in the industry for a long period of time. Um, I would say the industry is a tough industry to be in. I mean, you're not never too far away from a personal trader nowadays. Loads of people getting qualified. It mm. is flooded. So you have to be different. You have to have a different perspective and you have to show your passion. If you don't show your passion, then it's very it's a very hard industry, probably like other industries out there as well. Um, so I'd finished all my gym stuff. I then was like, right, the next step for me, earning money was to go self-employed and to run my own business. So I sat down one night, I wrote up a little plan, um, very basic, like website, Facebook pages, Instagram pages. And I literally just um, directed like a logo, literally made a logo myself. And I'll never forget this logo. It was the most, it was rubbish. Looking back at it, it was awful. (laughs) Do you know what? It was like a tool that actually set me up and made me passionate to carry on and open up my business. And I was just posting content all the time, giving free PT sessions out, um, learning off of my PT sessions because I was making mistakes because I was new to it. Um, I never went on a course to get management of how to run a business. I literally just learned myself. Um, And yeah, now now here I am now. Did you find that step going self-employed quite scary or were you quite confident about it because you were young and you almost had nothing to lose? Or did you find it a big step to take? It's a huge step. I mean, all my mates were at uni, like freshers, drinking, everything. And I was like, there was probably about four of my very good mates left in the actual, like, industry, not in the industry, like working full time, mm-hmm. straight into earning money. And yeah, it was a massive step. Like, I was absolutely shit to myself. <laughs> it was either going to go one way or another. It was either going to go flat on its face or, do you know what, it was going to go really well. And thankfully, um, it went well. Um but it was the way I started was I actually became very good friends with my um, trainer who trained me to do my job now. Right. So he was like, right, I want to set up a boot camp. We set up a boot camp in Redden and Thatcham. And that was the start, the, the, the anchor really of where I've literally gone, built up my business. Mm. We, over, we probably had over about 50 people at a boot camp every Tuesday night here in Thatcham yeah. and probably about 40 over at Redden. And the word just got out. So mm-hmm. it's just the power of word of mouth for us, really. We barely really touched. We had a Facebook page and we were like delivering content on there. But I would say word of mouth was was a great marketing tool for us. Yeah. Um, we gave basically if someone referred an ind- uh, a friend to a boot camp, they got a free session. So that's how it just blew up. Free. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was. It's been. It's been. It's been an interesting journey. I can imagine. And then there's probably a lot of youngsters out there, especially, you know, boys of 15, 16 that don't have any idea what they want to do. And, you know, 
they, they've got that practical side, they've got their interest in things like that. And actually that, that pressure to go to university now is quite strong for people to leave college and go and do something. And actually, it you know, you don't have to do that. It is a case of following your passion. And we both know from, you know, going into work and doing things, you know, for a long time that actually doing something that you love makes going to work a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Um, yeah, running a business yourself is is pretty full on and hard work, but yeah. it's worth it when you're doing something that you absolutely love. And it sounds like you've definitely got the work, the right work ethic there. It's um, it's it's pretty hardcore at times, isn't it? But yeah, it is. I've, I just think you've got a. I've always been a true believer of following your passion. Yeah. So like, I'd never get out of bed and think, "Oh my god, I've got to go to work." I always get up nine times out of ten. It's a five o'clock alarm. And it's absolutely hammering down with rain, like this morning, hammering down with rain. I had six o'clock client and it didn't, yeah, I knew I was going to get wet, but it didn't really phase me because one, I knew I was going to help that person get that little bit better and wake up absolutely buzzing afterwards. And then I knew my day was started and you just sort of crack on with it. But I would say if you're like going back and putting myself in someone nowadays where, like you say, there's pressure of going to university if I was going to put myself in that youngster's, well, a young lad or whatever it may be, a, a girl in their shoes now, I would say weigh up your options as much as you can. Because some of the stuff you don't need to go, I could have gone to uni, got a sports science degree, and then come out and done exactly the same what I've done now, just with a degree. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a sports science degree, and I didn't follow that through. <laughs> I'm doing marketing. Gee, so. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the oh, awesome. same, I knew I loved sport when I was that age and there weren't the degrees then that there are now. There's lots of sports degrees you can do now, sports management, um, you could probably do sports marketing, but sports yeah. science was really the only degree you could do and I did it. Yeah. I just didn't enjoy the science side of it. I knew I liked the management side of it and the business side of it, but not the science side. No. And so no, I came I didn't... out and I haven't, yeah, I haven't used it. Wow, I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. I was, no, I just, I don't know what it is. I just wanted to, I think I just looked up to my mum and dad. My mum and dad have got a strong work ethic. Mm. And I knew, and I just wanted to go out and earn money mm. and 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 use my um, different traits that I've learned, especially through the course and like different lifestyle situations that only make you better, don't they? So I was like, right, I'm just going to go and do it. So I'm five, what well, we've five years down the line now. And, um, the, the one thing I didn't want to be is the typical personal trainer. I yeah. didn't want to just do one-to-one PTs every day. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I wanted to like branch out and I'm probably now looking at it, looking back at it, I'll probably call myself a well-being coach maybe because um, when I left the gym, I actually got asked to do a cancer rehabilitation qualification. Yeah. Um, and that literally for me changed my perspective of life in general really and the way that I perceive life and the way I saw life working with, you know, uh, different age groups, genders, with different uh, uh, cancer diagnosis, uh, different mental attitudes. And I was only, what, 18 when I was doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. and that just hits different people and gives you a bit more of a clear understanding of how to how to work with different people, not just working with the person that wants to lose weight, the person that wants to gain muscle. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think from, like, a business perspective, if you can, like, sort of have different pathways that you can cut off with, then you hit a bigger market and yep. more people get interested because it shows that you, you know, for me, I've got a care inside. 
So yeah. I'm not that I'm not that Royal Marine or that personal <laughs> trailer like, get on the floor whilst flying like, hey, well, other people. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know, just what do they call it? Like loads of strings attached to your attached to your business. It does make a hell of a difference. Which I suppose brings me on to my next question for you. Clearly lockdown last year, so back to mm. March last year. How did that work for you? I mean, what, where were you at? Were you doing sort of most of your um, one-to-one sessions outside at that point? I mean, how did that affect business for you when, you know, Boris gave the key to... Yeah, I've literally wrote it down here because I'll never, I'll never forget that when it was like... So basically, I'll come back from... I went to Dubai for a week. I'll come home. My mum and dad were like, you've got to be ready when you get home. We got off the, I got off the plane, I drove home, went to the shop and was buying hand sanitizers and wipes. And I was like, what 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 is going on? Because I didn't really pay attention to the news. And then I was there like wiping down equipment in my first week uh, before lockdown. Then Boris was um, obviously announced the lockdown. And then I was like, I don't know what to do because I've never done online stuff before. I've never done online classes. I've I've just never been that I've just been that face to face. And that's what I that's what I love because I love the energy. Um, so I literally took myself out for a walk and got myself away from the news because I, f- I found the news was way too much. Put a podcast on, and then literally changed it to some music and then just in my head was like, how can I adapt? How can I literally flip my business up over, I think it was like a day, literally span my business on its head in a day. Came home, write a massive list, like a whiteboard of ideas and then scrubbed out the ideas that I didn't think would be realistic for me. And then that sort of set in place where to plan. So stuck a post out on social media and it was going to be a win-loss situation, whether people join the online classes or not. So yeah, it was a risk because I would say for my classes, you know, they do, do earn good money. So that was a yeah. massive financial loss, but I didn't want to just sit still and think, right. Oh my God, you know, COVID's going to hit me. I'm just going to stand still and, sit still and wait until when we go back to normal, which obviously now we're like probably under a year, just coming up to a year, aren't we, with the situation. Mm. Um, So now, then I was like, put a post out on social media to all um, the community groups. So I've got my own like community page on Facebook. So there's over about 500 people, members in that group that I feed motivation in, videos in. If anyone's got issues, like any questions, then everyone comes in and helps that person. It's quite a good little hub, to be fair, and put out like 12, I thought, no, actually it's 16 classes a week. So one at lunchtime, one in the evening, one at lunchtime, one in the evening and weekends. And I, I think I started off like £2 a class because all I was thinking about is all the people that used to come to classes. I wasn't even thinking about financial. I was thinking about how it's going to affect everyone else. And, you know, some people could lose their jobs, some people could be working from home, could struggle mentally. So how am yep. I going to help? How am I going to be realistic with that? How am I going to make it realistic for them? How am I going to be realistic for me? And then um, I was like, where am I going to teach for classes? So I went on Amazon, literally bought a tripod. My sister's got some photography lights. Floor, um, put gym floor in my garage and just sort of turned the garage in like a day into like a gym. <laughs> it was madness. <laughs> it was absolute madness. But I, but I couldn't afford to sit still and feel sorry for myself. I just had to change and adapt as much as I can um, and probably what we're now 10 11 months down the road and the online classes are still going so oh, I'm, I'm buzzing off that to be fair 
Yeah, I think you turned it around really quickly. You got them up and going really quickly um, within, yeah, probably a week of lockdown, I think. Um, and I attended um, a lot of your classes <laughs> during that time. And for me, it gave me access to have more um, training sessions with you because before it was once a week because I didn't live close to you. Um, and they kept me really fit. I mean, I probably came out of lockdown the fittest I've ever been and sane because I, I was furloughed. Um, I was at home with two kids all day. My husband was working from home and I was going stir crazy. Um, and that part of my day was a little bit of time to myself just to get away and have my own time. And I, I think it was so valuable. And, you know, the cost of the classes was so low that lots of people could access them as well. So, yeah, yeah I think it was um, a really good move, really good move. Yeah. I'd definitely say that um, so like going forward, when we go back to like face to face classes, that I will still keep that online presence because a lot of people have became more accountable using the online stuff. So mm -hmm. like homeschooling at home and doing your own job and doing all the other day jobs as well, it gave yeah. that flexibility for that individual to do it. So like going forward, I would say that I've probably built another community. So like people like Amy and people like in like Oxfordshire and other areas that I can't reach out to as a one-to-one -one trainer or I'm seeing them once a week, they can fire onto the classes and get the same service. So I've definitely learned a hell of a lot uh, over the last 10, 11 months of how the online online system works, 100%. How did you keep yourself motivated, though, to keep doing that? Because you're used to face-to-face, -face and essentially you're online, you're just doing it to a camera. Um, uh, I'll, and, I'll like, for me, training, it feels like you're in the room with me and I, I work really hard. But for you, you're not seeing anyone. Yeah. How do you keep yourself motivated for that? At first, it was really hard. I'll be honest. Like, uh, yeah, like teaching a boxer size class, hitting air, like freestyle <laughs> boxing. I've never done that before. So I was like, neighbours were like walking past, like, what is he doing? And, I, and honestly, I was there, like, like, what am I doing? Like, this is weird. I'm in my garage. I've got my speaker on. I've got a camera in front of me with names popping up with people that I see face to face. And it was just odd, but I've had to make, I've had to adapt and I've, changed my behavior of actually going in that garage and try and put everyone in front of me as in like a face-to-face -face value and then put, like throw my energy at it yeah uh, that was a that's the best way of doing it but it probably took me like a good four months to actually get in the routine and the mode of it and getting out there because it was the face-to-face -face stuff that I was doing before I was instructing not actually doing it and instructing and for me I don't want to be like perceived to be standing there shouting orders for a screen and I, like Amy said, I, I want people to feel like I'm there beside them, coaching them. So I just threw everything at it and just threw everything to the iPad. And um, yeah, no, it, it was very challenging. Very, very challenging. Very challenging. I think, I mean, obviously you've got this, a group of people, including Amy, that comes to you regularly. You're making me feel really bad because I do zero exercise. Although... <laughs> Actually, that's like the first lockdown. I've never done any exercise. I was the opposite to you. I was the one who was always finding an excuse at school to get out of PE because <laughs> I'm just useless at everything fitness wise. Um, and then last lockdown, I sort of I bought um, one of those little mini trampolines. 
Yeah, a little trampette, yeah. I was going to a bounce class and I was really enjoying that. And I thought, well, I'll buy one of those. And actually, I was doing that every day. Um, and then I bought a step and I was doing a step class at home. Um, and I was doing loads of different bits and I bought some weights. And I was like, yeah. And like Amy, I mean, I came out of last lockdown, a dress size smaller, feeling really good, really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to say I've done that again this time, but no, I haven't at all. Um, I did a step class about three days ago and I'm still aching from it. But obviously you've gained this, this new group of followers now. Have you noticed that there's a, a difference in the sort of people that are coming to you? I mean, have you got a sort of new group of mums following you or is it younger people or is it, you know, is it a real mixed bag? I'd say, um, yeah, I'd say it was a mixed bag. I, honestly, I would say that uh, from like the corporate side, so my corporate contracts have got seven corporate contracts. The people that can't come face-to-face mm. or live elsewhere, they're the people that's been signing on to these classes. Okay. Um, so, which is great because I never had, before lockdown or before any of this, I never had any online access. I might put up the old workout video on Instagram, but that's not the same. No. Not me teaching. So I would definitely say that maybe the corporate side that um, the clientele from the corporate side definitely joined, which is which has been great, which then I've allowed them to come into like the community page so they can see what's going on. So yeah, it, yeah it's so much better. And also like I'm spreading it on Instagram and people getting people to like like Amy does as well. A lot of other people take pictures like, I don't know, like a sweaty selfie or something, tag me in it, and then they yeah. get in contact. So that was one way of directing traffic into yeah. the classes. Um, social media is a powerful thing, powerful thing for marketing. So powerful. But if it's used correctly, then it's brilliant. But exactly if it's not, that, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of opinions on social media. Yeah. So, obviously, COVID for you made you turn your business upside down. Uh, it, have you taken I mean obviously for the the awful things that have happened from it, it have you taken positives from that now going forwards and thinking right you know actually I've added this string to my bow now as you said earlier I'm going to keep that going is that something that you're sort of pleased about that has actually happened or do you yeah. think you would have ever got that way without COVID happening uh well I'd say one it's definitely maybe stronger yeah uh because I was fine like being self-employed just you so I've got myself another instructor that teaches with me as a face-to-face um, and also got uh, Leanne who does my admin which is a absolute godsend and <laughs> um, like we've used them to like um, support each other and support me as well but it's quite lonely being self-employed if it's just you a one-man band really mm. um, so I definitely one I'd say it's made me stronger Two, it's made me realise, right, if I can get through this whole pandemic, we're still working and trying to adapt, then I can, like, going on a few years later down the line, I'll, hopefully I can cope with anything. Yeah. And then and then three, it's just adapting. I didn't know I could adapt so quick. <laughs> I just adapted. I was just like, I've never been, like, put on the spot. Or I love a challenge. That's what I love about being self-employed. I love being challenged. And I would say if anyone's looking to go self-employed, and loves a challenge then do it because you get challenged every day every single day um you're getting challenged from the job so and all like all the admin and stuff that's what i love about it but yeah definitely that's what i'll take out take away from the pandemic so 
I think it's, you know, it's fair to say that you're clearly a very motivated person, um, which I think you have to be. I mean, you know, Amy and I both know you you, you have to be to get out of bed and keep a business going, um, especially if, as you said, you're a one-man band. So, um, you know, you've got somebody helping you with your admin, which is fantastic. I know that there's definitely things that I outsource. I outsource all of my accountancy because that's just something that I struggle with and I can't do and I really don't like doing. And there's obviously always bits and pieces of owning a small business that, you know, are the drags of it. Um, but what what's your sort of next month looking like are you very much sort of pushing the online classes in the hope that you'll be back to face to face come april maybe uh i just what the way that i've dealt with it really is just take one day at a time so like i literally haven't even looked ahead to like when we go back i've been getting my hopes up for so long that i've just thought (laughs) you know what it's gonna change it all the time so i'm just gonna take it one day at a time so as long as i know that i've smashed one day and I move I've, no after this Wednesday's done and I move on to Thursday and deal with Thursday that's probably the way that I've dealt with it really um you had a little taster of face-to-face during the summer didn't you where you yeah. could go back to doing some classes yeah um I'm guessing that's what you miss about this oh, situation yeah. yeah no massively I miss I miss a face-to-face I'm a fa- I love face-to-face that's where you really can like express your energy and people are like about the group stuff and also the one-to-ones you find that when you're face-to-face you're more social yeah. whereas online is a bit I don't know online's it's okay it's all right I don't mind it I like it but um like a class presence I'm teaching like a corporate group or one of my own groups I can't all talk it because everyone's talking at the same time mm. so I, re- I do miss out I miss seeing everyone on every single you know every single session every single week but There'll be light at the end of the tunnel, and you know when that time comes, it'll be be great. So yeah. nice. Let's hope that's not too long. Let's hope not. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, so, if there are um, some small business owners listening, or someone who's considering starting up a business, what sort of top tips would you give them to to just give it a go? Um, one, be adaptive. One, to be passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely find your target audience and hit your target audience. Don't try and please everyone else um, and make and show that you care about your business. Don't yeah. take the mix. <laughs> so basically, um, I've seen it in this industry, especially working in gyms, to make money, people just look at uh, trainers for me sometimes in gyms that I've seen, look at other people with pound signs on their heads and it just comes across like you don't care. So yeah. treat everyone the same. And make sure you've got a plan in place. Don't just go head on and go chuck yourself in the deep end. Make sure you're comfortable before you before you set up. The thing that you said earlier, you know, there's so many um, different people doing this now. You know, it's it's a it's a flooded <coughs> people doing something similar. So you have to stand out from the crowd. You have to put your hundred percent into it, and you know, make people want to keep coming back to you. Yeah. Um, you know, you you can't just be flippant about oh, great, I've got 50 people joining me today. That's another X hundred quid in the bank. Yeah, exactly. It's, you've got to show that passion and you've got to show that you love it and yeah. coming back for more. And hopefully you're going to get a whole new wave of people coming to do face-to-face with you when you when you can go back to doing yeah. that. Oh, 100%. Let's hope so, yeah. 
hope so. Hopefully, this this whole period has made people realise that that well-being, health is so important more mm. than it was before lockdown. Especially being in lockdown, <laughs> proved that people like like you said got a set of dumbbells. Probably never got a set of, set of dumbbells before lockdown because what else is there to do but exercise and what it makes you feel like afterwards. So um, no, hopefully it sort of. Like I always look at the positive side of things. Hopefully it's made a positive effect on people and to really turn their lives around in terms of their lifestyles as well as their nutrition as well. Yeah. Great. Cool. Well, if you are feeling inspired and want to join Johnny's community, um, we'll share the links at the end of this as well. And um, John has kindly offered a first free session on one of his online classes. So um definitely get in touch I guess they just mentioned the marketing heart to get that the podcast and then um yeah join in I might give that a go definitely I'm gonna hold you to that (laughs) (laughs) heading to the front of my bag of buttons in a minute (laughs) (laughs) so um if you're listening guys to this and you're watching Johnny and you're feeling inspired um then you know if you need any help with anything, then please do get in touch with us. Uh, we're here to help with, you know, this is what we do out there for small businesses. You know, we can help you with anything, whether that's setting up your social media, whether that's, you know, helping with your website or anything, just give us a shout. And we've just got this uh, brand new top tips um, to help you through COVID. If you go to our Facebook page or our Instagram, so that's at the marketing heart for both of them, then you can download download that from there. Which is yeah thank you very much thanks guys thank you johnny and we'll speak to you soon yes yeah definitely take care Bye. Bye. bye you have been listening to the marketing heart podcast the heart of small business marketing please follow us on instagram at the marketing heart and facebook too also at the marketing heart or visit our website at www.themarketingheart.com